It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by former Carroll football player, Gary Wagner. How are you doing today? Good, good. Yeah, um, excited to be on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. So, you know, growing up in Haver, um, what really fueled your love of football? Um, It was just, you know, it was something to compete at. Uh, I kind of had a love for competition, whether that's uh, playing ping pong or football or, um, you know, tennis, whatever it might be. Uh, I just kind of, I grew up in a competitive household um, and grew up with competitive kids in our community. So it was just, yeah, it was just kind of something to uh, see where you rank. And, um, you know, I was really undersized in football. Um, and uh, it, that was, that was the tough sport for me. Um, but I was able to kind of find an area that I was comfortable in and that, um, kind of fit my, um, my skill set the best. And, and, uh, my coaches saw, kind of saw an opportunity for me and, and gave me, yeah, gave me that opportunity and, and turned out to be a pretty good run. That's awesome. So, you know, one thing about people from Haver that I absolutely love is you guys have blue pony pride, like no other for a high school. What is it to like, you know, be from such a strong, or a community that has such strong support for the high school. Yeah, it is pretty neat. I'm, I'm a huge proponent, um, a huge fan of small town, uh, Montana. You know, I just, I love that feel. I love, uh, you know, September, October, uh, in the, in the fall football, you know, the, the, there's just nothing better. That smell that's in the air, it's, it's enjoyable. Um, but I don't know, I think it was kind of instilled in me at a young age. My mother was a math teacher at Haver high school for 37 years. Um, and she had her hand in all sorts of stuff, whether it was coaching, trilleting, um, put on all sorts of different after-school programs. And she was a big fan of school spirit, school pride, you know, everyone's got to, to graduate from, or to pass her math class, you had to be able to sing the school song and, um, <laughs> all sorts of stuff that, yeah, that she kind of, you know, helped embed and in, into the Wagner household to, uh, to have us, you know, kind of be tied into our school and really bought in. But yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of our buddies, we all still check in and try to, you know, um, see how they're doing, whether it's, you know, I was good friends with George Ferguson, the tennis coach there, making sure the tennis team was, you know, doing well and Waylon Burgess, the basketball coach and, um, you know, the football program, I'm always checking in on all that stuff. You know, I read the paper and read the news, and follow social yeah. media. So I get, I get a pretty good beat on what's going on there. And my folks still live there. So um, yeah, it's, uh, um, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting because you say that, you know, I don't ever think about that, but you ask the question and it's like, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of folks. I mean, some of our, you know, our, I think our, our fantasy football, you know, a lot of the team names have something to do with, you know, blue ponies or have or high or something like that. So there's still a deep, there's still deep ties to the, to, um, the old blue ponies. 
That's awesome. So then, you know, as you were going through your high school career, obviously you did very well at Haver High. When did you know you were going to be able to make that next step to play college football? Um, yeah, I, that's an interesting question. I, again, I was kind of undersized, but I think my parents, um, and my supporting crew, you know, my family and friends and other folks, um, I, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I was a confident kid. I believed in my abilities. Um, That's half of it, right? Yeah. And some of the times you have to fake it till you make it right. So, um, I always told myself that I thought I was good enough to compete at any level and that I compete against any of the guys I see out here in the high school level. And, um, you know, whether or not my parents were lying to me or my friends were lying to me, you know, they told me that they agreed with that as well. So, and through some, you know, some successes and some, you know, some good things happening, I was able to kind of build that, I guess that trust in my own, in my own self that I was right, you know, that I do think I could do something at the next level. And, you know, I was given an opportunity by coach Van Deest and Carroll College Fighting Saints. And, um, and so that process began again. That's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned an absolute legend in football and I knew that going in that you were going to, because obviously you went to Carroll, but what was it like to be, you know, recruited by coach Van Deest and to just be a part of his program. That's I think probably one of the best that's ever been in the state. Yeah, uh, that was, that was quite a process. Um, I remember when he walked in um, or when we got a call to come down to coach Purcell's office and coach Van Deese was in there with his tan sports coat. I still remember it like it was yesterday and he had on, you know, his national championship rings. And I thought, man, those are, that's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> um, I'd like to be a part of that. Uh, and there were some other options on the table, but um, I come from a, you know, a family that has a strong Catholic faith. And so that was important to, you know, it was probably more important to my family at the time than it was me. Cause I didn't understand how important that that was going to, you know, that that would be in my life. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that it, you know, it wasn't when I was growing up, but um, it never is when you're 18 years old though. <laughs> Right. When you grow up and mature and become a little bit, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm wise by any means, but when you become a little wiser um, and understand that most of the things your parents were telling you were probably true and right. Um, and so that that became a pretty important piece of the puzzle for me. Um, but, yeah, that process was really interesting. I was able to I came to Carroll that year and I, I was the only quarterback they had recruited. Um, so I got a lot of reps. Right. And and for those of the people that um, no coach Van Deest, uh, it's, that's not an easy process. You're going against the number one defense, um, in the country, well, in the frontier conference and probably in the country. Um, and I was 165 pounds, six to 165. I mean, I was a scrawny little guy. I was quick, thank goodness. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting process to, to come there. You know, I, it was probably during the middle of basketball season where he really had conversations with us and he came through, took me to lunch uh, after I'd committed. Um, you know, I, I made the shrine game roster and the Mondak game. And so, you know, he's like, Oh, we really, you know, you need to be working out. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And I, again, I was kind of a young 18 year old kid. I'm like, well, I got basketball. I got tennis. I got a lot of other things I'm focusing <laughs> on too. So maybe didn't follow the exact, path that they wanted but was still out there competing you know I, I'm a huge proponent of the multi-sport uh um for young kids and, and really not honing in on one craft until you know until it's that time so they were they were supportive of that you know my 
you know, it's competing at another level. So um, they were supportive of that, but I, I'm not necessarily sure I followed that weightlifting routine like him and coach Hogan had, had painted for me, but that's all right. That's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about coach Van Dees, Cause I've had the honor of having him on the show and it was a great interview as it would be, but um, he seems a little bit intense as a coach. So talk to me a little bit about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's an understatement. He is one of the most intense individuals I've ever met. It's really interesting because um, on the field, you know, he is super intense and demands perfection. Otherwise, you know, when he was at Carroll, if you weren't perfect, um, there was someone behind you that could probably come in and maybe be that perfect person, right, to, mm -hmm. to fit that piece. So you really had to be on your game. Um super super intense uh on the field but off the field you know he's a he's a good family man um he was strong in his catholic faith um and he was a you know a big performer pro, uh proponent proponent sorry of um i can't remember if I, i'm going to quote this right but in this order it was faith family and football um his three f's so that was a big thing for him and a lot of people see that you know they see coach van deest on the field and he's chewing people's heinies and getting after everybody um but he'd love you up, you know, after the game or after practice and make sure that, you know, there were no hard feelings for long. <laughs> for sure. So now I want to talk a little bit about the Frontier Conference, because I think it's so neat that there are so many opportunities to play in state. You know, I mean, you have obviously Carroll, you have Tech, you have Northern, um, you have Western and you have Rocky all in our state. How cool is it to play a schedule where you're really in Montana? for most of the season yeah pretty fortunate um it's nice because the fans also and the families of those individuals in montana now not everyone's from montana but um it's pretty cool because there's a big there's always a, a nice showing at the games uh, right which, you know it's nice um and you get the support of your family and friends but it's top level uh football in my in my humble opinion for a number of years the frontier conference sent two to three teams, you know, into the playoffs. And um, I mean, there's been years where I, I personally think there were years, you know, in like from 2006 to 2011, they could have sent like four teams, right. You know, it's when Carroll was tough. Northern was tough. when coach Samson put that program together. Tech was in there with coach green. Western had a program um, that was just solid and i mean for a number of years yeah we could have snuck four teams and i think they would have done really really well right right and the frontier conference is always represented you know carroll college did a nice job but northern's done it and um heck has started to show you know that they've developed a program that's pretty you know it's right. pretty solid so um yeah it's i'm a huge huge fan of the frontier not because <clears throat> i played in it and i know i have a little bias but if you break it down i mean it's it's fantastic football no really it is and you know just a little selfishly since you are a carol alumni how does it feel to be part of the program that's probably the most consistent because i mean you know you named it i mean tech is kind of come and gone northern's come and gone rocky's come and gone carol's always there yeah um again that was a big piece of the puzzle for me making my decision i I enjoy winning. Well, I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. So um, I didn't want to go somewhere where, you know, you maybe you got an opportunity to win some games. It's like, I want to go somewhere where they're the best. I want to challenge myself. Right. Um, and I want to be part of the best, you know, it's like, I, I think um, 
all in all, it was a great decision for me for the way that I was born and raised and for the, the type of challenges that I wanted. It was it was a perfect fit. And Carroll College, you know, um, we kind of had a dip there for a few years, but I think Coach Purcell right now has gotten back on track and they've man, they were in four of the games they lost last year. I think it was like by a combined 20 points or less yeah. in four games, you know, they, they were right there in all of them and they're going to find a way to, to, you know, to get over the peak on those close games. That's just, you know, some youth and um, right. uh, just not having won those games, you know, um, I've always had, I've, I don't know if I love it, but there's that saying winners find a way to win and losers find ways to lose. Um, and so when you're used to being in, you know, a tight game and losing, sometimes that just happens. So once they start winning a couple of those, um, I do think that that'll be more consistent, right? They're going to find ways to win um, in the big time games. And when you become, you know, when mentally in your head, you're thinking, yeah, we're, you know, we got a dog fight, but we're going to win this game because that's what we do. It seems to me like that's usually what happens. Right. Right, for sure. So, you know, during your career, you mentioned you redshirted your first year. Um, but what was your favorite game that you were a part of? Either, you know, watching from the sideline or even and playing, I guess. I'll do both. Um, my so for my whole career? Yeah, yeah. Um so it I got a couple of good memories, I guess. So, um, after I, I had broke my leg after earning a starting spot and had to kind of sit back and watch a true freshman, Dane Broadhead, who came in after me and won 10 straight games. And then he blows his knee out. Another true freshman, Matt Ritter from Butte Central comes in. He wins a couple of games, take us to a national championship and we lose to Sioux Falls, which was, you know, they were a fantastic team. Um, I think if we're healthy with all of our guys, we lost a couple running backs, a few D linemen. I think if we're a healthy team, we're we're in that game and potentially mm -hmm. win it. Um, from the sideline, you know, that was, uh, I guess, from a couple points of view from the sideline, I, I watched a national championship. I was the holder in the back of quarterback in 2007. In that game, we had like a foot of rain standing water on the field in oh um, savannah tennessee so that was kind of interesting you know i had the opportunity in blue pony stadium where i grew up and played football um i had the opportunity to complete a couple passes to my younger brother who played receiver at carroll so that was kind of neat oh that is awesome um my senior year i separated my shoulder against rocky first game of the season and was out for a couple and my comeback game two games later was against montana tech who was probably our biggest rival on homecoming and um, had a pretty good game. We won that. So that was, that was just a real mental for me, you know, cause after you separate your shoulder, throwing a ball is oh yeah almost impossible. Right. So you're living on cortisone injections and slamming all sorts of, you know, ibuprofen or celebrates, whatever it might be, just so you can get out there. Um, and so coming back and kind of mentally letting myself know, like, I can still do this, you know, you don't have to play scared anymore with a bad shoulder. And, um, that was cool. And then obviously, you know, the national championship was pretty special. Um, yeah, we took down Sioux Falls. That was their final game in the NAI before they moved up a division. Um, so we had to send them back in the right way, you know. <laughs> For sure. So I want to ask, because you brought up the Carroll Tech rivalry. And I think besides Cat Grizz, which is the biggest in the state, Carroll Tech is the biggest rivalry in the state. So what was it like to be a part of that? And now, you know, being an alumni, what is it like? 
Yeah. Um, so I was the backup quarterback. Um, I was the chart guy. I was the holder. Um, and I was walking through, it was in 2007. I was walking through um, the tech tailgate and I turn around, I'm walking through this thing and they have a, a Carol Halo football player hanging, burning, you know, in place. <laughs> I'm like, holy buckets. And I turn around and look and this kid throws a hot dog with ketchup mustard goes through my face mask all over my white uniform. I got mustard and ketchup on me. Coach Van Dees turns around. He's like, Hey, what? you're quiet down. I'm like, and I hadn't even said anything, right. That that's just coach's reaction is to just make sure his people are in the right, you know? Right. And so for the next five hours, all I can smell is mustard all over my face. You know, it's like, what is going on here? That's a, that rivalry started. Like I knew it was pretty big. Right. But then holy buckets. All right. I don't like these guys very much. <laughs> um and yeah it's been a good rivalry because um it's been good football you know yeah. when i first got there those years uh with tyler emmert and 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 the crew playing against coach green and his uh and his 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 staff and kids i mean there was some good football being played and then you know i i never lost to tech which was nice um so uh that rival rivalry for me was cool i always joke around I'm like yeah it wasn't much of a rivalry but they had some really good programs and they had some guys there that i'm good friends with now and um so yeah it, i think it's a really like you mentioned you know tech uh carol and tech and then you know cat grizz i mean those are two solid rivalries in the state that folks can be a part of and um now as a spectator it's it's hard because you go to those games now and you're sitting in the tailgate having a burger and a beer and you see some of the old tech players and you know, you know, you're wagering a couple bucks. My old buddy Justin Kegel, who was at Haver High, um, quarterback before me, he went and quarterback to Montana Tech. And so I saw him this year down in Butte and we bet a couple bucks. And sure enough, I ended up having to pay him out because the Ordiggers <laughs> won that game. But yeah, it's just a different atmosphere, but it's fun. You know, I still wake up every Saturday morning in the fall and I think I could probably go play. You know, that's my mindset. Oh my God, I want to go suit up. I just have that itch and I hope it goes away, but I've talked to people and they say it doesn't. Um, I just, I miss that. You know, I miss, I miss being around my teammates, sitting in the locker room. I miss, I miss that competitive. You just don't get that much anymore in life. You know, I play golf, but it's not the same thing. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, the way I really miss those rivalries. Those are fun. For sure. So to kind of wrap this up, I want to have a fun question. So you're really good friends with two other people I've interviewed on here. Patch, Wurzberger, and Coda Cheetah. What is it like to have two lifelong friends that are just great guys and, I mean, just have that lifelong friendship? Yeah. Um, well, you nailed it. Those are uh, two good quality human beings, good fathers, you know, good husbands, good community members. They're both super involved. Um, it's funny because I'm, I'm not in the coaching world or anything right now. Um but they've both been involved in it since the day they left. So yeah, um, Makota took his journey, you know, after he graduated, helped out at Bozeman, had a solid program there that he helped with, went to Malad, did some good things and came back and got on staff at Great Falls High and they did a nice job. You know, I don't think they've had the successes that he wanted initially, but since he took over the reins, you know, he's won some big games there and he's done a nice job. Um, he's got a great family, beautiful wife, 
you know, they're, they're a fantastic crew there. And I know he's going to continue to have success because he's all in right. Yeah. Um, that program. And I know they're going to have success. I mean, he had one of the best football players to ever maybe come through the state of Montana period. Who's going to go to Boston college. A kid's a stud. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing for patch. I mean, patch now has uh, four kids. He uh, officiates basketball games, football games, um, baseball when he's got to get thrown in there coaches the North Star team coaches his kids um, his wife's super busy you know she's uh, involved in youth sports too and they, you know they got about a three-month-old or four-month-old at the house so he's super busy but they're just two great individuals um, and I'm just you know I'm lucky to lucky to have them as friends and we grew up you know our homes were a couple blocks away from one another I'd walk over the hill I could get past and we'd walk right down the street and get and get Coda so <laughs> spent a lot of time together. We still try to stay connected. Um, often, um, around the holidays, you know, it's not as often as a guy would like, but such is life. Um, right. I still stay in touch with them after their games and before games, try to hear what the game plans are and see how things are going. And, um, yeah, it's been fun to kind of live through them. Cause again, I'm not in the coaching right now, right. Uh, maybe someday, but it, it's been fun to kind of watch their programs grow. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the patch referees and uh, it was, I think, the Class C tournament down here in Billings. And I thought I saw him. So I just messaged him like, are you in Billings refereeing the basketball? And he's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the state. He's I always give him a hard time. I said, you're the busiest guy I've ever met. I mean, he works a full time job. He's chasing kids around, you know, uh, you know, him and his wife are, they're just busy individuals, but Patch is um, very, very, very much community minded. Um, and Haver, you know, Haver's got great people in it, but Patch is just one of those individuals, you know, and, and he does a lot to keep um, youth sports active um, and to keep, uh, you know, to keep that important, you know, in, in Haver, because we're getting to a time, unfortunately, in our society where it's easy to just sit back and play video game and maybe not, you know, go outside and, and be active. Right. Um, and Patch is a huge proponent of the latter there. He, you know, he, he, and so is Coda, you know, get out, be active, live a healthy lifestyle. Sure. A video game occasionally is good, but you get an opportunity to be a kid, you know, live it up, get out on your bike, ride down to the baseball field, you know, get a group of guys and gals and go play. And yeah. So got two good buddies there. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Hey Gary, I want to thank you so much for your time and talking about thank Carol. like. I always love talking Carol football. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. And have a great rest of your day. You do the same. Hey guys, Mitch here with wide left sports. And do I have a company I would love to highlight for you? It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.